A topic of discussion throughout Putnam County the last few years is relocating the fairgrounds. That is what's trending this week. Good morning. This is Ben Rogers. The county commission heard from County Mayor Randy Porter last week on some options for relocating the fairgrounds. My guests this morning to discuss the history of the fairgrounds and the options the county commission has are Fair Board Chairman John Allen, Fair Board Member Wes Robertson, Parks and Recreation Director John Ross Albertson, and County Mayor Randy Porter. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you all for being here. It's been discussed for the last few years about the fairgrounds and, and the fair being relocated and expanding throughout the county. Before we get into the history of the fairgrounds, uh, expansion, the options we have, I would like for our listeners to get to know at least three of you. I've had Randy on twice. I think they know kind of his background. We'll touch a little bit on, on him as well. But, uh, John, you are the fair board chairman. Yes. How long have you been fair board chairman? Six years. Six years. How long have you served on the fair board? Six, Six years. Six years. So you were brand new, and you got thrown in as chairman. That's right correct. Away. Was that something you were excited about, or was it a little bit, a little bit nervous for you? It's all Wes's fault. He <laughs> <laughs> was tickled to death. Tickled to death. But good. Uh, how's it gone so far as far as the chairman responsibilities and the role you've played? It gets better each year, easier each year, as we have people who are experienced and able to uh, – carry on without a lot of direction first year or two was tough but they needed to get to know me and i needed to get to know them what did you do before you joined the fair board i know you you've had a career in something was you were you i was in youth development i worked uh with 4-h in nashville and in washington dc and i was state director for mothers against drunk driving in georgia and then i retired moved back here Good. Well, I love the fair. That's why I'm, right. I do this. You moved back here just for the fair? Or did you move back no. <laughs> I know you're done with Jimmy real well. You missed him. Right. Yeah. right. Uh, what a, I know you're more, you're more involved than the fair board. You're involved with the Patent House? I do, well? and, and the Quilt Festival. Quilt Festival. How much time do you spend on those I spend things? about 1,600 hours a, uh, a year. 1,600 uh, it's it's amazing. It's amazing how many days I will spend. You're not retired. I think I a, am a, reti- a normal work I'm not week, retired. A, a normal work work year is what two thousand forty hours. Right. Like and you're spending sixteen. Yeah. You're not retired, John. But we're glad you you put in the effort and appreciate you, Wes. How long have you been on the fair board? I've been with the fair board seven years now. So one year longer than John. Yes, sir. And when he come on, you just automatically wanted him to be chairman, or exactly. How did that work? That that's the position we brought him on for. So what are your responsibilities as a fair board member? I'm on the events committee and the sponsorship committee. Um, I help with all the horse shows, equine events, try to get them um, up and going. And uh, my, my main concern is uh, dealing with sponsorship for the fair. Sponsorship for the fair is very important because it has to have money to go. Sure. And we've had a great big success the past seven years with businesses in Putnam County supporting the fair. Um, it's just been overwhelming how much people have helped. Has that improved over the last six, seven years? Yes. yes. People getting involved. I know years ago, uh, I've been on the commission, just finished my fifth year, and before that, the commission and fair board, I guess I would say divorced from each other in a way because the fair board was part of the county and now they're separate, which – John, has that been a good move? You think? In, you think in your very opinion? good. It kind of uh, separates from the county. You you can do your the fair board can do their own thing, right? And worry about them and not worried about county commissioners making decisions. So, right. um, so six years as chair, seven years on the fair board. How many fair board members are there? We have twenty that uh, are considered to be fair board, and then we have sixty two total 
42 more people that work year-round on it. So there's 62 of us that work 12 months out of the year. Golly. So the fair is only 10 days. Right. <laughs> but you you guys, your fair board is constantly working. And Yeah, we went to this year's fair with next year's schedule laid out. Got gotcha. you. Because we negotiated with, with a lot of the motorsports during the fair for next year. So, so the we, we knew what we wanted for next year before we ever – Pull this one out. So the perception out there from the public, if you think the fair board only works 10 days out of the year, that would be wrong. <laughs> uh, you, you guys mm-hmm. spend a lot. So 20 fair board members. How if, if you have a vacancy, how does someone get appointed to the fair board? Fill out a questionnaire. It's that simple. You work a year with us as a volunteer, okay. and then we'll accept your questionnaire and look at it and, and talk with you about coming on the board. Is there a max number of fair board members? No. Okay. Was there before the county and fifteen? Fifteen. So that changed after. So how many other changes do you, can y'all think of once the county and the fair board separated? You know, Randy, you, do you know many changes that happened other than them reducing or increasing fair board members? Well, it was a totally different scenario back then when the commission was involved in, and that wasn't the first divorce that the <laughs> oh, fair no. board and the commission had had. It had been an ongoing thing uh, for many years that I can remember back. And the the county commission, uh, I think what caused the main split was because the commission won't have so much control over the fire. And you can't you can't be a commissioner and work a full time job and and then try to try to do the fire too. So I think one of the smartest things ever happened was when they split and allowed the fire board to be its own nonprofit. And I think that's what has caused the fire to increase uh, in participation and sponsors and people attending is because they are a nonprofit. They work very hard to do it, and you got so many people involved in it. And now the county basically rents the fire grounds to the fire board uh, for those days. And it, But it's more than that. We work together with them. Uh, we've probably got the best relationship right now, I would think, with my office and, and the fire board that, that maybe has been in, in many years. And uh, when you work together as a team like we do with everything else in Putnam County, we're, we have successes. You're listening to News Talk 94.1 FM, 1600 AM. Today my guests are four uh, gentlemen that are involved with the county, two of the fair board members, John Allen and Wes Robertson, uh, Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter, and Parks and Recreation Director John Ross Albertson. When the change happened, uh, and actually, when I come on the commission in 2014, I would ask commissioners that got reelected, what, what's been the most phone calls y'all received in your last term? And they would say, fair board, up <laughs> until the separation happened. And now they're like, we don't worry about it. We let the fair board worry about it. They're doing a good job. We're not worried about it. So I haven't had any calls in five years concerning the fair. Um, I did get a call this morning about what we're going to discuss today. I thought that was ironic. I got a call from my constituents, and they offered their opinion but we and we'll get into that later, Wes. Before I move on, you're not retired. You have a no, day sir, job. I've, I've got a full time job. I work for Tennessee Farm Bureau as an insurance adjuster. So you're an insurance adjuster, but you're working fair board as well. And and we appreciate both y'all being here, John. Are also moving on to you. Uh, yeah. Fairly fairly <laughs> new to the county a few years ago. When did you get hired as parks and rec director? Oh, uh, it was March 2015. It was right after the big ice storm that we had. Well, I, I didn't seem like you've been. I was on that committee that hired you i think we made a great hire you worked at tennessee tech before that yes sir i I sure did i was actually the athletics equipment coordinator uh, for all athletics so i did all of our contracting and negotiations uh, for uniforms apparel everything in that nature i get a lot of questions um not bad ones but a lot of inquiries about parks and rec parks and recreation department in the county 
What is your office, your department responsible for? Well, ultimately, we have 16 community centers spread throughout the county. Uh, we have around 22 different ball fields, uh, ranging from Baxter, Allgood, Monterey, uh, Jerry Whitson, and the sports complex. And then we have two public pools uh, here as well. Um, and then we do uh, a lot of the mowing, of course, throughout the whole county uh, as well. And we handle all the rentals and everything of that nature for, for special events for those facilities too. So how many there's employees, quite a bit. How many employees do you have? We have uh, currently uh, shooting around 12 right now is where we're sitting. So, so you do any maintenance work now at the fairgrounds or mowing or anything like that? We do mow the fairgrounds right now, and uh, we try and assist, of course, with any landscaping that we're able to do as, uh, as we have time and as we're available. So uh, we, of course, try and give special attention to that week while the fair is there, uh, which it's, of course, a lot more difficult working with the fair when it comes to all of the equipment being on the grounds trying to mow. <laughs> uh, but but we try and do the best that we can to help with that too. So and and I will say that the fair board's always great to work with when it comes to those issues. So you and your department are over there quite often. Yes, we are. We're uh, we're out there quite a bit. Uh, which when you think about it, it's 34 acres. Uh, so there's quite a bit of mowing, um, and we're always trying to figure out new ways to be more efficient uh, with our mowing. And so that's been one of the facilities that we've worked on. I actually was talking uh, about it with. John earlier today about how we become more efficient with mowing that property and the potential new property uh, as well. So we're already trying to kind of pre-plan at least to have some ideas. So if that does happen, that we know how we can maintain that too. So, so other than the mowing uh, and maintenance part of it, how do you and the fair board work together? Well, we actually uh, have the fair pageant at right. our Cookville Community Center. Right. Uh, that's been a way that just, I guess, within the last two to three years that we've started uh, hosting that there at the community center. And so that's been a, a way that we've really been able to work pretty closely with the fair board uh, and they're, they're always great to work with on that as well. Uh, and really uh, ultimately there's a lot of times that uh, we help uh, maintenance with any kind of issue that might arise if they don't have the personnel to be able to address an issue that needs to be dealt with uh, at the fairgrounds at that particular time. Then of course we'll go out and help uh, with any of that kind of stuff, any of the setup. Uh, and just kind of helping stay on top of the schedule on our end uh, to make sure that we have everything mowed and, and kind of maintained and, and keep it looking nice before events. So, John, if you need something as far as the pageant goes, have ideas, uh, or Wes, you run them by John Ross, y'all work together on that. It's a good relationship. Oh, yeah. For Putnam yeah. County. That's good. We, you are listening to 94.1 News Talk and 1600 AM. My guests today are Mary, Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter, uh, Fair Board members Wes Robertson and Chairman John Allen, and, of course, Parks and Recreation Director John Ross Albertson. We'll continue to discuss the fair and what's to come with relocating it if it, that is the decision made when we come back. I'm visiting with Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter, Fair Board Chairman John Allen, Fair Board member Wes Robertson, and Parks and Recreation Director John Ross Albertson. We've discussed the the roles of each player, each person plays in the county. We want to get into the history of the fairgrounds, and and so everybody understands where we where the fairgrounds have been and where it is now. And we'll talk about maybe where it's going uh, later on in the segment. John, you're the Fair Board Chairman. You have been for six years. You probably know the history of the fair as good as about anybody. Because I know when you got in, you took a vested interest to know it. Tell me about the history of the fairgrounds. It's not always been located on Jefferson Avenue. No. The first fair was in 1856. One year after White County had their fair, Putnam had its fair. At one time, we owned, the fair board owned, six acres, which is now the quad at Tennessee Tech. 
And so if we'd have kept that property, just think. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, wow. is right. Um, we owned that property, and the fair was held there. It moved over on Washington Avenue, and we had our own train track that ran to the fairground there. And then it moved to Maple, and Maple is where I first went as a 10-year-old. It went one year, and then it burned the next year. Wow. And then we moved to where we are now, which was 60-something years ago. So 60-something years ago, it's it's been at Jefferson Avenue. Mm-hmm. Did, did anybody know what caused the fire on Maple? Electrical issues, I'm yeah. sure. Those buildings were old, and they were all wood at so that point. It wasn't. Yeah. So, was the first of the fair going on then? No, it wasn't. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a disgruntled contestant that didn't win. I think the fair. There's a lot of rumors. I think the fire started uh, at night after it had closed down. So sixty something years ago, uh, when did the grandstands and the facilities was it, were they built at that time? Or yeah. Was it, okay. Yeah. The, uh, the grandstands were built with volunteer labor. Yeah. Okay. Back they were built uh, – they bought the property long about 56, 55 or 56. Yeah, I guess uh, it's 56. And about 57 and 58, they started building the grandstands. I'm not sure what they had the first year or two. I don't. I just don't remember. We went, but sure. I don't remember how the grounds were configured and what kind of facility. I know the barn, the big barn was built, and then the sheds were added to it as as money and, and whatever became available. But um, – some men took out personal loans. They went on a loan that bought the bought the property to begin with. About nine or ten men here and businessmen, okay, who wanted to see the fair uh, continue and, and expand. That's how it started. So that's one of the reasons I do this show. I learned something. Uh, our listeners are learning something. I did not know that. I did not know our first fair was in eighteen fifty six. So I should have known that. And it and it was at the quad where the quad's at now. Tennessee well, Tech. So it, I'm not positive it was there in eighteen fifty six. But it did. The fair fairground was six acres wow. that we bought. That's now the quad at Tennessee Tech. We did sell it to the people that wanted to start Tennessee Polytechnic Institute. Wow, that's good information, though, Randy. And it wasn't a popular move back then when it moved from Maple. Uh, from hearing folks talk that that lived back then, everyone thought that it was a bad idea because it was being moved so far out of town. Out of town. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think about it uh, back then. Uh, probably well, Williams right. Wholesale along that on Jefferson is about as far as, as anything was, and there wasn't anything that far out. Uh, you had the stockyard and Dr. Keller's office, yes. and Mr. Hyder's little uh, farm was back up there where uh, where Kmart. Kmart is. So, I mean, that you you went all along that road, and there was nothing, there was nothing to see. There nothing was nothing to see. Land, and so it was, uh, it was not popular, but as you can see 60 years later, uh, the city moved out as it continued to grow, and all of a sudden now the fairgrounds is in the middle of the city. So Maple was considered closer to downtown, and oh, that was absolutely. the city and around town. That's why people got upset. Absolutely. So you move it all the way down, what is now Jefferson Oh, Avenue. on the other side of town. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, they had a... Uh, they were upset about it. Oh, there, yeah. The, from listening to a lot of the folks talk, it was a it was a big uh, uproar that why in the world would the county commission move the move the fairgrounds out that far out of town? And uh, and it's all about it's all about looking to the future. Uh, some folks can't see that far out when you start trying to look that far into the future. And and thank goodness you had some progressive folks on the county commission that were looking out that far and some business people that. Uh, that helped purchase it, and that's why we have the 35 and a half acres we have today sitting in the middle of the city is because they had the future thought to look. But that's 35, 36 acres, that's that's all we have. 
Yes. There's nothing around it, that, but it's all privately owned. Landlocked now, landlocked. totally landlocked, uh, apartments on one side, businesses. Uh, it's all grown around it, and so even when we have the fair, they have problems with parking. The 4th of July mm-hmm. uh, fireworks, it's unbelievable. We park over 900 cars at the fairgrounds, and all the streets are totally backed up and lined up with people still wanting to get in. So. And- and that's one of the reasons we're doing this show to to discuss that and we'll get into more of those restrictions and and opportunity to grow you're listening to trending on news talk 94.1 fm we're discussing the current fairgrounds the potential the county commission has to move the fairgrounds and what's going to happen next month at october's county commission meeting how has the fair changed over the years um significantly because i and the reason i want to ask that question the reason i ask that question is and, and this is why in my mind i'm 39 years old uh, my uncle was on the county commission. My daddy and mama took me to the fair every year, a couple nights a week if I behaved. Now, if I wasn't behaving, I didn't get to go to the fair. But we would go to the fair. And I one th- few things I remember as a kid, every time we pulled in um, on the side where volleyball courts were, people were playing volleyball. Like right. it was an all-week, all-night, everyday thing about playing volleyball, volleyball <laughs> tournaments. Do, do we have volleyball tournaments? The, like the fair was a six-day fair then, a five- to a six-day fair, right. depending on what, uh, what the decisions you made each year. Mm-hmm. And you always had walking horse shows on Friday and Saturday night. You never had any motorsports. Right. It was all agriculture and, and horse events. Uh, they played volleyball. We tried to get volleyball back, and they just not enough people around that are right. interested in doing it. Mm-hmm. We tried bringing horseshoes back because there were horseshoe pits out there near the volleyball courts. Uh, people just those kinds of things we've tried, but they don't. the The fair program now is seven nights of motorsports because that's what people told us they wanted to see when they came to the fair. We still have the horse shows. Some of them we have to have in advance of the fair. But we do have some horse shows in the fair. We do that to keep the tradition alive uh, and the memories, trying to recreate the memories that you have of the fair and the memories that I have when you came with your family. Right. And I, I, I guess you were like my family. We brought our lawn chairs and we sat up in the grandstand and we watched a great walk-in horse show. One of the reasons we uh, moved some of the events out of the fair was we're so congested with space. You can't have animals and livestock same night as the motorcycle races. Sure. You get kids run over and right. uh, they just don't mix together. But if we had another 10 acres sitting on the other side of the fairgrounds, we could still have those events during the fair, uh, the, the 10 days in August. So 10 nights... Seven of those are with. Well, we actually have to, this year. We had a twelve-day fair. fair. That's right. You're right. You're uh, right. We had two days of events prior to the sure. fair sure. Uh, that were critical and important part of the total effort. So, what what was that? Why did that change? What what started that change to have to having it twelve days? Yes. Well, parking well, for walking horse trailers for one thing. They parked down on the midway. We couldn't get them all in the north lot. Right. We had to go down on the midway, and then air conditioning for the beauty pageant so we moved all the beauty pageants over to the community center now we don't have little girls crying and hot and sweaty and mama's you know (laughs) short-tempered and all that we had a we had the best set of pageants we've ever had in this county we had just as many people as we had the two years before 
when we were at the fairgrounds. Nobody was crying. Nobody was upset. We have a new director who did a wonderful job. It started on time. It ended on time. Had a wonderful plan. Shannon did a wonderful job, and and we had we have an incredible fairs to the fair this year. A young woman that's going to do great in Nashville. It was so much fun watching those five or six girls who won those top age level events. They came to the fair, and for the first time in my memory, they went into the big barn and showed beef cattle. Each one of them took a beef heifer and went into the arena and showed it, and they won trophies. We've never had beauty pageant winners do that kind of thing before. They were there every day and every night in that hot barn, you know, with all the animals doing their thing. It was wonderful. Caught the greased pigs, too. They caught greased pigs, too. That's great. So the decision to move out to the community center for the pageant uh, was what you said, and you obviously called John Ross. And, oh, yeah. How do we make this work? Your staff, how many staff do you have on hand? Because I know you have a lot of – there's a lot of contestants there. You're trying to make it comfortable, uh, the, the the quality of their time there. How many – did you have all hands on deck? One of the biggest things is just doing the pre-work for us on our end, making sure that everything's set up beforehand, which actually the the staff that they have with the fair board, uh, Brian Beach Board and those guys, you know, they met with me probably – two, three months prior to ever even getting to the point that we were at that point. So we got a lot of things worked out and a lot of details worked out beforehand that really helped uh, organize everything. And that's uh, more credit to the fair board to be able to reach out to us in that amount of time to get everything planned. Uh, And that's the biggest thing, just making sure that you got everything planned and, and they're great at that. So that really helped us on that day. It kept our staff that we had to have there down to a minimal uh, to be able to get everything to go. So, Okay. When we come back in the next segment, we will start discussing uh, the presentation Mayor Porter gave to the county commission at last week's meeting and what ha- what happens from this point on. You're listening to News Talk 94.1 FM. You're listening to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. We're discussing the fairgrounds, the current location. We've learned about the history, and now we're looking forward to see what the county commission will do if they do anything in the next couple of months at the commission meetings. Last week's meeting, uh, at September, the September meeting, county commission heard from Mayor Randy Porter. And of course, I'm on the commission as chair, and I, I listened to the presentation. It took about uh, 10, 15 minutes for you to get through. We This just didn't start, Randy, this week, this no. month. It's been going on for a while. Back in 2016, you came to the commission with an option. This idea had been floating around with the previous commission about moving the fairgrounds. I know that discussions happened with the fair board members as well. Fair board members as well. Tell me about what what was that process like then, Randy, for you as the mayor looking for land, and then ultimately tell the listeners what happened on that decision. Sure. In 2016, we knew we were going to, have to do something with the existing fairgrounds. We were going to have to do a lot of work and spend a lot of money to upgrade it. The buildings were becoming dilapidated, and and we either had to do that or we we're going to, have to move somewhere else. Um, working with the fire board, talking to a lot of folks, uh, it felt like that uh, it was the right time to look at going somewhere else. So went for the commission. They agreed, started looking for property. Very difficult in Putnam County to find a hundred plus acres in one track that has all the requirements we would need for not only a fairgrounds, but hopefully an event or expo center that go along with it. You'd have utilities, you'd have infrastructure, you'd have visibility, 
Uh, as you know, in Putnam County and the Upper Cumberland, most land has environmental issues when it comes to wetlands and caves and sinkholes and those kind of things. So started looking and, and asking, had all the realtors in, in Putnam County looking for land, uh, looked at several properties. Uh, the one that stuck out the most was the old racetrack at Baxter. Uh, it not being big enough, though, I had to talk someone around it that own property to go with that to make it uh close to 100 acres went with uh mr martin on the 50 acres beside of it so we got those two together got a price agreed on got an option we did all of our environmentals and everything and everything just fit uh, it was looked like to be a good location there to baxter exit went to the county commission presented that to the commission on monday night a fiscal review it appeared when we left that meeting that it was a done deal that it was going to pass. From that time until the next Monday night, uh, there was three or four of the commissioners changed their minds. And what changed it was is there were some folks that could not stand the thought of the fairgrounds moving to Baxter, just being blunt and honest about it. Uh, so there was some community leaders that talked to some of the commissioners and changed their mind. And when we came back that Monday night, then uh, it, it fell short by a couple votes of, of making it. Uh, but the commission still was very interested. There was a poll taken, a survey taken of the county commissioners in that commission as to what was the top items that you thought were a priority that the county needed to be looking at. Well, I think the fairgrounds was like number two or three or right. something. It was way, way towards the top. So they told me that they wanted me to keep looking for more property. In hindsight, I don't believe anything happens by accident. We now have the largest project in Putnam County history, $150 million luxury tile company, Portobello, that's going on that property. Uh, so it all turned out good. Uh, and I believe the vote was 13 to 11. It was. No's, I yes. believe. Uh, 13 no's, 11 yeses. And I was a yes because, uh, one, I, I love the idea of expanding. I love the location. I am from Baxter. I'm a proud, proud citizen of Baxter. So my feelings were a little bit hurt when it happened. Mm -hmm. However, as you said, uh, everything happens for a reason, and now we've got that uh, industry coming in to develop. So now we're thankful, actually, that oh, it didn't work out. And Absolutely. Uh, and I don't know, uh, John, how you felt about it then and how you feel about it now, but I, as a commissioner still, I'm thankful it didn't work out because we got this business coming in. Did you like the idea of going? Oh, sure. I, I was all for it. Do Absolutely. You, do you like the location? I heard from people in Baxter, though, that didn't want it. I did, too. I, they I, <laughs> they want to keep that one red light. That's all they want. That's really all they yeah. said they wanted. <laughs> yeah. And on Facebook, they got pretty adamant I, about I, it. I'm glad you brought that up. I'll share with you. But I'll, I don't know. Randy knows about this phone call I got, but I'll be brief. But it, uh, I'll share with you a phone call I received from a citizen that lived about a mile from that location on Diddy Road. And she called me at home and uh she basically didn't even let me say hello before I received a cussing. And uh, that's not the first time it's ever happened. But I, I, I was calling and said, ma'am, tell me what you're frustrated about. And she said, I can't believe you want to locate the fair at this location. It's too noisy. It's too bright. Uh, it, you know, it's going to cause problems. She really didn't mention traffic. She's going to cause problems. It's loud. How are we going to sleep at night? It goes to 12 o'clock. <laughs> and I said, ma'am, I understand your concerns about the noise. Um 
I said, how long have you lived there? She said, I've been there 20 years. I said, did you ever go to any of the motor, uh, ra- the, the car races at the dirt track? Oh, yeah, I love those. <laughs> and I said, uh, ma'am, um, was that not noisy to you? Oh, no, we love those races. We love those dirt car races. And I said, okay, I, I, think, I think we're probably, probably going to disagree on this. And so that was the phone, one of the phone calls I got. You're listening to Trending. We are discussing the current fairgrounds. So, Randy. That did not work. We we understand why, I and mean, we're really thankful for it. What did you present to the commission Monday last Monday night? Been looking, Ben, for basically since that time for more property. Go back to the thing that it's very difficult to find parcels of property that that meet the criteria that we need. I probably looked at at least a hundred parcels of property over the last couple of years. Finally narrowed it down to to two. I presented to them uh, what we call the Medley Nash property, which is on Tennessee Avenue. It's the new filth interchange. If you're coming from Cookville going towards Baxter, get off the interchange, turn back to your right. It's about uh, 1,500 feet or so on your left. Um, Great visibility. Uh, Everything seems to meet uh, the criteria that we're we're needing. Good price, uh, considering what a lot of the other people wanted, uh, 27000 an acre. And let me say, when you start looking at land and pricing it, uh, the highest parcel that I priced was $165,000 an acre. This is one of the cheapest that I priced. Most people were in the thirty-five dollars to $60,000 an acre for 100-acre tracks, which – Several years ago, and it hadn't been that long ago, you could probably bought that same property for five, six, ten thousand dollars an acre in in that neighborhood. But because we've seen such a boom in Putnam County over the last few years, uh, property prices have really skyrocketed. So I presented that piece of property. It's about one hundred and ten to one hundred twenty-five acres, depending on how much we want to purchase. Uh, it has access on Tennessee Avenue. It has access on Hawkins Crawford Road, so we have two accesses to get into the property. It's not the perfect piece of property. Uh, it does not have sewer currently, but City of Cookville, I'm working with them about getting sewer run to the property. Um, it does have some farm ponds. Uh, it has a couple of streams on it. Uh, so there are some issues uh, with the property, but when you get the engineers and architects looking at the piece of property, it seems to be workable. Uh, that we can work around the streams and the ponds and not have to do anything with those and put the facilities in uh, around that. The the second parcel is what we call the Trinity Church property. It's out off Highway 111 and Old Sparta Road. Uh, it's about 109 acres. Uh, Trinity Church bought it back in 2001. I think with the thoughts back then that there might be, they might build a new church there. They might build some senior living home. There's all kinds of things that I think they thought about building, but that that hasn't happened. And so they decided that they were looking at selling it, but they were very concerned about what would go there. So the county wanting to buy it was a positive for them. Uh, that land is 34,800 per acre, uh, but it already has water and sewer and Great visibility and everything with that property. So those are the two properties that I presented to the commission um, for them to have a choice, uh, for them to look at. I presented all the facts on those two pieces of property. The Trinity property has uh, three sinkholes. Uh, it doesn't have any streams. has a couple of farm ponds. But uh, as I said, every piece of property that we look at in Putnam County just about, if it gets up to any size, is going to have some, some sort of issues. So those are the two parcels that were presented to the commission last Monday night. 
So we had discussion, uh, a little bit, a few questions with you. We asked, as chairman, I asked the commission to hold off on debating mm-hmm. because we wanted to give them the due diligence and, and them put their effort into studying your presentation, ask you questions, uh, go see the property. You've offered to, to take people on, to, to look at the property, the commissioners, both tracks. Um, and so next month's meeting, October, this is going to be on the agenda mm-hmm. to decide whether or not to purchase one, uh, two, or none. So one track of land, both tracks of land, or none, or one or the other. And that's the commissioner's decision. It it's is. not your decision it's as mayor. You've, nope. you've been tasked to bring the information to us. As commissioners, we're tasked uh, to decide what we want to do. It takes 13 votes. We know it failed three years ago. Uh, nobody's really discussed a lot with me, and I can't get into that anyway. And But my thoughts are a decision probably needs to be made soon it because does. you can only they're only going to hold this property for us no more than till november that's right i have options on both pieces of property to hold it through uh, about the end of november so the commission would have to make a decision in october or november otherwise the property is uh it's it's gone we don't have an option on it anymore so a couple of months the commission uh has some time to do some work yes you are listening to trending on 94.1 fm and 1600 am when we come back we will hear from all four of my guests today on talking about what would a move mean for the fairgrounds, uh, for the county fair, and any other events that the, the county may host when we come back? This is Trending with Ben Rogers. My guests today are County Mayor Randy Porter, Fair Board Chairman John Allen, Fair Board Member Wes Robertson, and Parks and Recreation Director John Ross Albertson. We are discussing the current fairgrounds, uh, the county commission's decision coming up next month or the month after to purchase new land to re- relocate the fairgrounds and move the fair. And we're we're getting into now the whys and the hows. Uh, we heard from Mayor Porter about the options. There's two options for land. John, what would relocating the fair, and I haven't asked you your opinion yet, and I will, but in your mind, what would relocating the Putnam County Fair to another site, one of these sites, do for the fair? First year or two, it's going to drastically affect participation because people are going to come and they're, it's going to be different. And the majority of the people who go to public events don't like a lot of change. So you're going to have people who will compare it to what the old facility offered. Sure. Um, I've done my research uh, in talking with a half a dozen fairs that have gone through this process. And those first two years are probably going to drop off in, in overall participation. But the long-range goal is that you will grow, and, and you will grow to accommodate the property that where you're located. Having more parking, uh, if we have the facilities to do motorsports, uh, we'll grow with, with motorsports when we can bring more people to the property and park them. So oh, long-range, it'll definitely grow. It'll be a fair that will grow significantly if, if we have the facility to put on the event. So fairgrounds are currently 36 acres 35 35 36 yeah if we move to and we don't know how much acreage we can utilize at either location that we're discussing obviously at least double the size that would be able to provide the fair board uh more options for entertainment correct well true true wes i mean you see a vision uh with more room to expand my thought on the issue is the fair is only 10 days our county has 50, 51 other weeks that can hold other events at this facility. The fair, everybody thinks it's the fairgrounds, and it's referred to as the fairgrounds, but it's an an expo center that will allow us to bring people to Putnam County every weekend out of the year. 
make it be a, a wanted facility that somebody wants to rent. I think that's the the main improvement to this property. Sure. Randy, or maybe go, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just going to say, Wes probably knows as much as anyone. He travels all over the country going to cattle ropings and so far and, and has brought me back photos and videos of these event centers that they have in other places that, just like Wilson County, are booked up every weekend. Tell about some of those, Wes. Um, People travel all over the United States for equine events, cattle events. You can get national cow shows, uh, which brings a lot of traffic to people that come stay for a week or two days on the weekend. Uh, that that brings up, they have to eat somewhere. They have to get gas somewhere. They buy tires. They have stuff tear up. It brings a lot of uh, economic impact to your county. They stay in motels. And, and I'm talking... Uh, you know, I've been to shows that have three, four hundred horse trailers or cattle trailers. Um, that that's a lot of people coming to our area sure. to spend money. Yeah, and and that's the I think that that's my main goal of moving the fairgrounds is utilizing our fairgrounds the other fifty weeks out of the year, which all brings to the county. Absolutely, the fairs is a small part. Right. Right. John Ross, currently, how many activities or events do y'all have at the fairgrounds, roughly? What? There's probably, other than the fair? 10 or 12. Maybe. Yeah, I would say somewhere around 10 or 12 a year. Expanding the fair to another location or moving it and expanding, would that help oh, currently what the events you have and be able to have Parks and Rec to do more? It would definitely help. You know, you look, our city as a whole and our county as a whole, we only have opportunity ahead of us and ultimately looking forward, which is what Randy has done. And that's what we've always tried to do, at least uh, for the last four years. I know for sure that I've been here, too. It's always trying to look forward and look at the future. And I think when we look at a facility that we could also offer an expo center, you know, ultimately we're the leader of our region. We are Cookville in our area where everybody talks about coming to Cookville on the weekends if you have an expo center like that, you're not only talking about just drawing from our region at that point. You're talking about drawing from the whole state. Mm-hmm. And I think that Wes can say, you know, with all the events that he's been to, you know, you just look at Lebanon. They're drawing events not even just from the state at that point. They're drawing regional as in the United States regional. So if we offer things like that and we're able to offer an expo center and not just have it, you know, specialized in one area, but have it to where that we can offer more types of events, then we can get even more. Uh, it can only grow, and it can only grow our community as well. Uh, and I think that the fair, of course, will be able to grow through it too. So I think that it's a, a great opportunity, of course, for both to to see some growth. So it's you see bigger things as well, Randy. Absolutely. I think we have to get past it being a fairgrounds. Uh, I think we have to get into the thought process of it being an event center, of a event area. Uh, the fire would would be able to grow, I think, and and I agree with John. The first couple of years would be uh, uh, would be tedious and uh, and and be a be a problem. But I think once you got past that with new facilities, I think it will grow and grow and grow. And I think when you start looking at this area, you know, if we've got a hundred and 125 acres and you've got all these facilities parking for 14 or 1500 people um, my 
dream is is that it be an event center, probably forty or fifty thousand square foot uh, center that's under roof inside, heated and cooled, something similar to what Wilson County has that is wide open concrete floor wide open that you can break that building up into all kinds of different sections uh, with the thought process uh, you could have a, a wedding you could have a concert you could have multiple things going on in the building at one time we don't have that kind of space in in Cookville or Putnam County or for that matter in the region no you don't <clears throat> if you got to go to Murfreesboro yes. or you got to go to Lebanon you got to go to Harriman you've got to go to another another place for that we just had the National Cabin Association conference here right. in Putnam County uh if it had not been for Tennessee Tech and the Cookville High School being willing to offer their facilities for them to be able to have their education events that week we would not have been able to attract them. The thought, though, of us getting this and talking to those folks, uh, they immediately said they'd want to come back if we had a large enough facility to be able to handle it. So I think we, if we're looking in the future, if we're going to look down the next 15, 20, 25 years, we have to look at where is Cookville going to grow? Where is Putnam County going to grow? The growth is headed west. As you can see sure. now, it's already started west. Uh, you need the visibility. You need uh, where it's where the growth is headed. And I think if we look to the future, you got to think bigger picture. And I think that's event center, um, all kinds of arenas, and all kinds of things to have multiple events going on. But the key to all that is is parking. Right. And we do not have that at the old fairgrounds. We'll never have that. We're landlocked. Uh, so we either got to live with what we have and spend a lot of money at that facility, or we got to look at uh, doing something else. And and building the correct facility mm-hmm. to house, if we build it, they will come. Right. If it if it's what they want. Right. Uh, this the the grounds can have multiple events on it the same weekend. Absolutely. Where now we can have one event and that's it. If you had four events going on on this grounds every weekend, that's a lot of people. So John and Wes both. The fair board have y'all spent a lot of time talking about the what would happen if there was a move? No, no, it'd be a lot we, easier. It we we will talk about it, but sure. this is a decision that rests with the county commission. Right. Once the county commission gives us an indication, we'll have the conversation. But uh, it would just be conjecture on our part at this point until we know know more about what they're going to do. Do you have a preference of what happens? Yeah, I'd like to see it grow. Of course, I would. But we need the same. We need facilities that will accommodate the things that that we 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 will need to hold. That. Sure, Wes. Yeah, I want to see it grow. Well, sure I, I think everybody in this room wants to see progress in Putnam County. I, and the couple of calls I've had from citizens, uh, and I have not discussed this with none of the fair board members, but uh, their concern is the county commission will vote to buy it and not put the time or money into developing it like it should be for all parties involved, not only for the fair board, but for the events that we can have, that they'll just sit on it and say, hey, we got some land and not take any action. Um, there are options. We, and technically, we've got four options, I believe, if, if you look at it. Uh, and then we can talk about the finance. We're, we're wrapping today's show up. We're, I'm going to have you all back next week and talk a little bit, part of the show, about what our options are, financing, um what can we do with the current property that we have? What do we need to do with any property that we're going to purchase? Uh, but 
I want to make sure I got two Fort Fair board members here, and you're not happy with it keeping it the same way. And uh, the people need to know because y'all are the boots on the ground at the fair. I've seen y'all in action. It's amazing how many, 62 you said, uh, 20 fair board members and, and 42 more helping. It's amazing what y'all have done. I've seen John Ross's department uh, over there a lot working, uh, not only at the fair, but uh, other times and putting the time into it. And of course, Mayor Randy Porter's got his time into it. You have been listening to Trending on News Talk 94.1 FM and 1600 AM. I will have these four gentlemen back with me next week to finish discussing what the options are and how does the county pay for this. I hope you have a good day.